<laughs> so I'm sitting here with the man himself, Mr. Billy Walsh. <laughs> Billy, Billy, Billy. Oh, yeah. yeah, man. So how did you get your start in the industry? Let's start there. Well, let's see. Kind of everything I've ever done was somehow connected to music. Mm. You know, I mean, from, from high school to today. Um, I was a uh, guitar player and um, girlfriend I was going out with. She uh, wanted to be a dental assistant, and she went into the United States Army to be a dental assistant. Well, I was going to follow her in. And um, went into a recruiter one day, and uh, he was asking what I wanted to do. And I said, I'm interested in electronics. Mm-hmm. I play guitar and constantly blowing my amplifier. <laughs> and I wanted to learn how to fix the thing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's getting a little expensive. Right, right. <laughs> so he asked me, uh, he goes out of the blue. He goes, so you play guitar? He says, you want to be the guitar player in the West Point Jazz Band? Out of the blue. And I was like, well, I know the job of a recruiter is to sell. Yes, yes. So, you know, uh-huh. so. Make it all fancy for you. Absolutely. And I was just being very cautious. And he said, no. He says, I'll call him up. We'll get an audition. And uh, that afternoon, we went out to West Point. I auditioned on guitar. I got accepted to the band. And uh, played guitar on the West Point Jazz Band for for the next 12 years. I was a sergeant in the Army. Ended up a staff sergeant after 12 years. And um, But after 12, I I couldn't hang anymore. They were... A lot of things going on with the army. A lot of cutbacks. Mm-hmm. We were losing gear, mm-hmm. and it was—I uh, had had enough of it. Well, a friend of mine from across the river, who had the AV contract for IBM and Poughkeepsie, he uh, was a fan of the band I was playing, in, and yeah. he goes, "Hey, why don't you come work for me?" So this was in 1988, mm-hmm. and uh, I've been doing corporate audio ever since that day. What? Since 1988, <laughs> a yeah. friend just yeah. was like, "Hey, come work." With me over on this, yep, this corporate show. Yeah. Wow! So I said, "It's funny, I'm here doing an IBM." I know, show. right? We're, that's what I'm saying. We're sitting here on an IBM show, and that was you said 1988. Yeah. So that was what 40 years ago. Yeah. 98. About that, 30, 30 something. Yeah, 39. Yeah. Man, right? <laughs> but it's not Poughkeepsie. Yes, that we're in right. Now. No, 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 no. It's not. It's not. As we sit here and enjoy our view of New York, New York Hotel, Excalibur, little pieces of the MGM, and sipping on a bottle of wine. <laughs> not for Gipsy. Not for Gipsy. Yeah. Speaking of, you know, it's, it's um. Well, let's let's go back. Let's go back. Let's go back. Tell me about young Billy Walsh, like Ooh. young Billy Walsh yeah. before Army recruiter, Ooh, all that. Wow, that's a good one, man. Catholic school, mm-hmm. you know, seven years of Catholic school. Play guitar, you know, always playing folk guitar. The well, how'd you get into the guitar? I mean, well, my dad. It's all down to my dad. My dad was a drummer. What was his name? What was his? Billy Walsh. Billy Walsh. Oh, so, oh, so you're a junior. I'm a junior. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. And he played drums. He he worked for uh, Pfizer. Okay. He was in research uh, at Pfizer in Groton, Connecticut. And um, he did that for 35 years. Mm-hmm. And every Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday night, he played drums in a strip club in New London, Connecticut. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you grew up in Connecticut? I did. Okay. Yeah. Uh huh. I'm southeastern Connecticut. 
And when I was seven, he brought me, my sister, and my younger brother into a music store, and he said, pick something out, and you're going to take lessons on it, yeah. and you're going to learn how to play it. Yeah. And there was a guy over in the corner playing this uh, Gretsch uh, duo mm -hmm. guitar, and I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> that was it for you. I want that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, you have, so you have siblings. Uh, yeah. I have an older sister, a younger brother. Okay. And what'd they pick? Uh, my brother was drums, uh -huh. and my sister picked piano. Okay. Okay, so did you all have the full out band going, or did... with us? No, no. Uh, okay, but I do. I do have a photo of my first gig, which is me and my dad playing. Oh. It was at uh, one of my cousin's weddings or yeah. something like that. But, yeah. Uh, so, so young Billy picks up a guitar, starts playing, and that's his. That's kind of his thing. He feels it. it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And it was. Uh, it was not long after that. I started playing in bands. You know, uh -huh. the Beatles. Uh, coming out and it was everybody wanted to be the beatles yeah you know? and uh i started playing in clubs i was about 15 okay started hitting the bars playing in the bars with the bands and, uh, <laughs> drinking at the bars at 15 <sighs> yeah <man>. yeah <laughs> slow gin fizz was the, uh, the choice uh-huh uh-huh <laughs> uh, that's uh, cool that's cool yeah it was a lot of fun man yeah. Man. So so then you know we, we then we fast forward. To, so you're playing in high school. Did, were you involved in anything else? Were you involved in um, the engineering side at all, or is it no, just listening? No, to having not, the it ear? was it was just playing. I uh -huh. mean, high school. You know, I played football, um, and I was in the the jazz band. Okay, they call it a stage band. Yeah, in the high school stage band, and uh, so that's where I learned to read charts. You know, read read the big band charts, mm -hmm. and. Uh, which was funny because when I went to my audition at West Point, yes, they brought out charts. So you were already prepared. Two of them were the exact same charts that we had played in high school. Okay, you know, and uh, so it so really that helped. helped. Out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You were helped. you were prepared. That was that pre-production aspect. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so you were there and able to execute the That's show. It. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> nice. All right. So first day on the job or one of the first days or first week on the job in corporate world during your show what was what, do you remember any of that oh uh, yeah well, my I was working with uh, my mentor my mentor was uh, a, uh, a very well-known sound guy named pete lewis mm -hmm. and uh, pete kind of took me under his wing and uh showed me what was going on he kind of i guess he, he must have liked something that i did yeah but he really uh really gave me constant uh instruction and advice you know and i i hadn't even i hadn't even uh i had no idea what corporate was mm -hmm. you know i had been coming right out of uh the band at west point mm -hmm. you know it's quite a change mm -hmm. you know and um but he uh man he really showed me what was going on with the with the hierarchy and uh you know all the th the, the theater aspect of it mm -hmm. you know because it was always uh me on stage playing to an audience mm -hmm. you know now it was me supporting what was on stage mm -hmm. and it was a whole the mind shift. whole different deal yeah. yeah you know and and i think and i know that it that it helps me out now you know when when we have talent and uh you know i can talk to them mm -hmm. and and they can hear certain things that i say that they know i'm a player uh you know and not not somebody that's telling them how they're supposed to be right you know i kind of let them know that that my job is to take their sound and get it to the audience mm -hmm. instead of me tailoring to what I think their sound should be. Yes. You know? So it's kind of a different. So it's truly really getting into the essence of them and what they 
are about and helping to amplify or magnify that for the rest of the audience because i don't have any preconceived notion as to what that band should sound like Uh you know everyone is a it's a whole new, different thing. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah. So I like, I like from the instead of going on stage and saying, "Give me some kick drum," I like to say, "Just go up there and play for a little while." Mm-hmm. You know, I got some things to do. Why don't you guys just play, get comfortable with the stage, mm-hmm. comfortable with the sound, mm-hmm. and then we'll add to that. Yeah. Instead of constructing something from the first brick, you mm-hmm. know. Well, that's that's speaking on the musician side of you. Now, how do you deal with clients when they're up there and the different? <laughs> That's where I think the wise guy, you know, wisecracking, you know, mm-hmm. always try to make it funny. That that's always been my um, uh, misdirection. Okay, you know, to take pressure off or to I don't know. Sometimes it makes them feel at ease, and sometimes it puts them way yeah. uncomfortable. Yeah, you know, but uh, you know, I just get, I just get really sarcastic in in. <laughs> And try to say it in a way that it's funny mm-hmm. to to disarm them and to uh, you know just try to get a rapport with them. Yeah, you know, that uh, sometimes it works, sometimes yeah. not so much. Yeah, I'm sure. I know a lot of people listening have uh, their own Billy Walsh story. You know, of <laughs> 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 little sarcastic remarks or memories that just kind of stick in. And I wasn't there, but one that I've definitely heard was the Hawaii story. Like right outside the curtain. You, oh, oh, so, so, yeah. So, yeah. so let's let's talk about that one. Well, <laughs> we're in Maui. Mm-hmm. First time I had been to Maui, mm-hmm. and uh, it wasn't it wasn't much of a show, you know. Um, but for some reason, we were in this ballroom from from six a.m. until ten o'clock at night in Maui. Know? In Maui, yeah. and. Uh, <sighs> I mean, even even the producer was like, "What are you people doing on headset?" You know, and, and the stage manager would actually be sitting there reading the newspaper while we were on headset, and we'd be like, "So hey. you all aren't rehearsing?" No, no. There was maybe you know a couple hours till the next presenter was flight yeah. was going to land. Okay, something. but we had to be in the ballroom. We had to be on headset, and it was you know, we couldn't get it. I didn't understand. And then I just uh, looked at the stage manager. I go, "Hey." You know what's outside? Freaking Hawaii. <laughs> and he looked at me like, what do you, what, what is that? What, what does that mean? He had no concept of, yeah. look what we're missing. Right. You know? Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, because that's the thing. We are, we spend a lot of time in the ballroom. We do. We spend a lot of time, like here, here we work in 13 hour days. And I would come up to my room, and that would be the first time that I saw outside since I left the room. And I was like, oh, it's dark out. Yeah. yeah. I had no idea. Absolutely. I had no idea. Um, But even in all of that, with missing certain aspects of life, how do you stay connected still, you know, like to your family and not miss out on things like that? Uh, Just a lot of... uh... Right now, it's a lot of texting, yeah, sending pictures, you uh-huh. know, a lot of that stuff. Uh, when I'm home, it's it's like um, very intensive. A lot of time together, uh, a lot of meals together. I yeah. do a lot of cooking. I invite oh, you over. cook? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I like that. Nothing fancy, but uh huh, uh huh. 
mass quantities of okay. whatever, uh, whatever it is. Uh, is that the old military style? I just guess, <laughs> man, I <guess>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just cooking for a lot of people. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's funny. Uh, I never thought of it that way. This may be. Yeah. But uh, they, I have them over the house uh, for dinner. And, and it seems that a lot of times when I, when I go home, everybody's like, hey, why don't you stop over? Or uh, let's go out to a restaurant and eat. Mm-hmm. And I want absolutely the opposite of that. Mm-hmm. I, wanna, I, wanna, I, have not, I haven't been home. You know? mm-hmm. And I want to stay home. And I want to be home. And I want to. I want to cook. I want to eat a home cooked meal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I make it easy for them. Come on over. Yeah. You know, I'll yeah. feed you. Come on over and hang out. So you don't mind the company. Oh no. You just no. want to be in your environment, home, and not have the prepared meal like we oftentimes do. Yeah. On the yeah. road. Yeah. 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 I get that. I definitely get that. Um, I want to jump back to you know to work a little bit. What What is it about this industry? that keeps you going you know what i i i've thought about this a lot and i have come to absolutely no conclusion whatsoever (laughs) but uh it's got to be it's got to be the people that i'm working with you know it's got to be because it's can't be the client <laughs> it just can't be like, right because sometimes we don't even know what you're talking about it's it, like <laughs> yeah, it can't be the boss yeah. you know um and and i just think it's the the caliber of the people that i'm working with mm-hmm. that uh i mean it's yeah, i still love traveling and walking into this room that's got nothing in it yes and turning it into a theater yes you know and and uh having this amazing thing happen from nothing and then Walking out the door, and there's four chairs and a table left. Mm, right, right. After we clean up and put everything back, I I like to use the analogy of Legos. You know, like <laughs> you take a box of Legos, and that's you know that's that fifty three foot trailer. Yep. And you just dump it into the room, and you s- divide the Legos by department. Like, okay, you go over here and work on that. You go over here and work on that, and we're going to take this over here and work on that. And we build our little piece, and then we put some of the pieces together. We keep building little pieces, and we keep building them together. And then we've got this beautiful set, or this beautiful erector set that people come in. They look at it. They enjoy it. They're a part of it. We create experience, and then we break all those Lego pieces back down. That's it. Put them in the box, and it goes away. Never. Never ceases to amaze me yeah. what happens. Yeah. That, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, but as you're talking about the people too, I love how we are all such a group of professionals and individuals that travel around the country, around the world, and we're respected and we do our job. And but we're so different. Oh, like yeah. if you think about the, if you think about where you live, you know, it, it's more so a your neighborhood, and it's more so a similar demographic in some sort. But yet, when we come together at work. It's just a mixture of so many different people from all over the place, and it—I enjoy it. Yeah, I but. love—I love it the way it just the, the instant, instant connection. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, a total focus on on. I need to make, like, go go to the Legos. I need to make this structure here. Mm-hmm. You know, and I and I need to, I need to make it quick. I need to make it right the first time, mm-hmm. and then I need to make sure that the cable that connects from this block of legos to that block <laughs> right. works talks to it and you know becomes part of this uh this whole picture yeah now when that cable though isn't working right 
how do you manage that? And even like in where it could be a stressful environment, how do you manage those moments? Well, probably again, start making jokes about it. <laughs> <laughs> Disarm. Mm-hmm. Disarm mm-hmm. And, and then move in and, and do uh, just a proven uh, way of troubleshooting mm-hmm. and, uh, and make it work or, or get a work around, you know, yeah. one or the other. Yeah. But it's got to go. Now, uh, that, that method, those type of methods and those type of mentality of diverting attention with the humor and then going in and attacking and stuff like that, like that's a proven method that has worked for you. Um, a friend of ours, mutual friend of ours, Jonathan Clark, is, you know, in this business and Love doing his guy. thing. Love that guy. Yep. <laughs> Another tall guy. fellow, you know. <laughs> um, in this job. You know, he kind of set things up for you is because you you came in a couple of days later than us. But he understands you. He understands your methods, your system. And that's from learning and you teaching. How do you go about teaching people like that or encouraging people? Because, you know, it's about you seem to be a person. Well, not, not seem to be. I know from years of working with you that you're a person of character. You're a person that, well, you are a character. <laughs> um, but you. So was Daffy Duck. Yeah, so was Daffy Duck. And yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> Elmer Fudd. And <laughs> but, you know, I, I definitely felt when I came into the industry that you were somebody that cared about the people that you work with and cared about. You see something in somebody, you encourage them, you help them to be better. How do you, what is your thought process on that? Because there are some people that want to hoard the information. Mm-hmm but there are others who are willing to share. Right. Let's go back to Jonathan Clark just okay. for a moment. Cause I have to say he didn't just set up my stuff. The mm-hmm. show. I, I, I was busy on another show and I couldn't come in for, for the, uh, for the load in. Uh, when I walked into that room, mm-hmm. I mean, it was like somebody had, uh, taken my measurements, um, and custom made this cockpit for me to sit in <laughs> that, uh, it was it was above and beyond anything that I expected anybody to do. He took the time and and uh, was thoughtful enough to think of more than just plugging this cable into that cable and getting yeah. through it. I just got to say that this yeah. was this was amazing. Yeah. But I like to take time to uh, tell younger people uh, what I've learned and, and uh, experiences I've had, and I think it's. It, it is absolutely directly uh, connected to going back to Pete Lewis when, mm-hmm. uh, when I came into the business. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there was uh, he he never made me feel that I was bothering him. Mm-hmm. You know, he never never made it feel that it was an imposition uh, for him to explain anything. Never talked down to me mm-hmm. like uh, you should know this kind of an attitude. And um, never ever was a hint of that. You know, it was all uh, out of uh, you know just the passion of the business you know yeah. we just happen to love what we're doing yeah and uh and it's and it's just so easy to to share anything any information i have some of it is useful you know? <laughs> a lot of it's useful not just some of it don't 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 minimize it <laughs> oh man so even with that and 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 teaching um and giving back you know i know that you uh were full-time 
you know, for for a while, and you're living in Orlando, but then you moved to upstate New York, not mm-hmm. far from West Point, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Right up the river, or down the river, up About the river. About 15 minutes uh, west of West Point. West Point. West of West Point, yeah. yeah. And uh, part of that was to be closer to your family. Absolutely. Right? That, was, yeah. that was 100% of it. Yeah, yeah. How, how many kids do you have? Uh, I have one daughter. One daughter. Mm-hmm. She's got four of her own. So mm-hmm. I've got four grandchildren. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I knew that was important to you. And um, so I know you give back to us on the road, but how much does it mean to you to be home and closer to them, to be uh, able to give yeah. back to them? It's, it's almost uh, indescribable, you know. Yeah. Uh, just recently I went. I went home. Um, it was for a couple of days, but it was the right couple of days. You know, it's it's always a crapshoot when you're home. Mm-hmm. You know, you might be home when the school play is happening. You might be home mm-hmm. when the championship ball game is going on. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, more times uh, than not, you're not there when it mm-hmm. happens. You know, but but there are ways to stay connected. Uh, you know, a lot of the games are live streamed. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, um, right, true. You know, there's. Uh, couple different programs where they, you, they have like avatars of the game going on where somebody's there uploading every play yeah yeah yep. um so i do that a lot um but uh just recently i went home and my oldest grandson 15 started playing guitar uh about six months ago and um he was like uh yeah we're doing our uh our winter recital yeah at a local bar uh in town and um uh, there he was playing on stage, you know, and it was like, kidding me. <laughs> and I'm video. T- I'm trying to, you know, take a video. Oh, oh, oh with my oh, audio guy yeah. doing video. I'm scared. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm scared. You, you know how this ends. Up. Uh, so he starts to play a solo, and I'm like, "What? He's playing? I'm going to zoom in and immediately shut off the camera oh, and no. miss the solo. No. So yeah, it was it was a sound guy running that video. <laughs> <laughs> With expected results. Right, right, right. Uh, but the memory is still right here embedded. Oh, the moment right up to where the, the camera shut off is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So your years of experience in this industry, what, is, what are a few words of wisdom that you can give to? If you don't like what you're doing, get out. Because you're that angry guy, mm. you know, you're that angry guy in the ballroom that yeah. nobody wants to be around. Yeah. You know, uh, but, uh, you know, just if it's something you love, I can't stop it. You know, I'm, I'm 63 years old, uh-huh. you know, and I, and I still look forward to it. You know, I like sitting down and doing, doing the pre-production, doing the drawings, doing, you know, yeah. um, I, I still love it. And, I can't figure out. I still can't figure out why. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Yeah. It's that little boy still playing with those Legos. Yeah, yeah I guess so. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. So drawings, before before we go, well, drawings, how long did it take you to understand that aspect of it? A long time. A long time. You yeah. know, um, the whole the Vectorworks, AutoCAD, mm-hmm. all, you know, all that stuff and, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, how to use it, how to read it. Um and how to get the information that you need to get into it. Um, took me a long time. Uh, I'm not that computer literate. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so all of the uh, processes of even, even something as simple as drag and drop, you know, I, I, can, I, can, I will select uh, a speaker array and bring it over and set it down, and there'll be two-thirds of the array that makes it over. 
<laughs> so, you know? so the other part is over there. It's like, no, it's not supposed to be there. <laughs> yeah, but I don't even see that. Right. You know, I think, okay, I'm done with that, and I move on to this. And then the, the rigger calls me up, and he goes, you really want those two speakers over <laughs> those there? random two. Backstage, hanging, <laughs> hanging at 20 feet? <laughs> nah. Well, you know, that goes to show, though, that collaborative effort that it takes. You know, the rigger sees your, your, the little thing that, you know, a little mishap. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But he's going to, you know, be there to support you to help you and that's what we are you know like that it's like that family that's a guy those people right. to come back and help you out and be there to support you and yeah yeah the uh the newer technical stuff yeah really throws me you mm-hmm. know but for me a digital console is a new thing you know <laughs> i'm 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 the guy that would you want to adjust the the trim of a certain channel you reach for that channel and you just turn the knob yeah now that you have to select the channel you mm-hmm. want because it's only one uh, control center for that for yeah. every channel and uh that throws me you know uh i get frustrated a lot um but then again it's still fun learning it you know i right. I, I go kicking and screaming you know i'm i'm still uh i've got a very large cd collection <laughs> uh, i don't know when the last time i played a cd right was, right I mean, uh, hold on to that stuff well, speaking of boards and CDs, I saw a picture of you mastering an album. Um, it was on your Facebook page. It was like this. It's, you were sitting in front of a huge board. Oh, that's my basement. That, okay. That's my basement. And I think, I think my, uh, my nephew put that in. Yeah. Yeah. He had, he had done some stuff. Yeah. And, uh, we were using the studio. but Yeah, I love that basement. Uh, my family has a lot of fun down there. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. There's, there's, there's some... Uh, Pretty intense karaoke yeah, some, sessions that go there's on. There's some instruments down, down there. there. I saw that. Yeah, there's a lot. <laughs> there's a lot. It's, it, it is the equivalent of my man cave. You know, it's, it's uh, you know, this business that I'm in is kind of a means to that end. You know, I would love to, to uh, end up someday just, uh, you know, making a nice living from, from my basement. Yeah. You know, producing stuff, and playing stuff. I write some stuff. Okay, you write yeah, as well. Nice. Do you ever play any of your, uh, or... Have you ever performed or played any of the stuff that you've written at your crew parties? The crew parties that happen from time to time. I have indeed. Yeah, I have indeed. Yeah, yeah. I, I played a uh, original song uh, that I wrote. Of course, it's original. I wrote it. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, it's a song that uh, you know. Uh, the title of it is uh, "No Matter How Much I Make, I'm Still Working for Less." <laughs> was there was there a pun there? Was it there... high? You know, some people read into it. <laughs> oh man! But I played that uh, live at, at crew parties. Yeah. Um, but I've I've heard I've heard two of my songs uh, while in an airplane flying at thirty thousand feet. I had sold a couple of instrumentals that I did to uh, the Weather Channel, what? and they would play it. Uh, in, uh, now weather on the eights. Uh huh. There would be some instrumental behind that, and uh, two of the songs that I wrote, they uh, they put on a playlist, and I would get two dollars and forty cents mm-hmm. every time they would play it, and they played one song uh, over sixteen hundred times, wow, <laughs> and another one somewhere over nine hundred times. So I actually got checks from BMI, yes, for stuff that I wrote, and that was that was a pretty good feeling. Yeah, yeah. Well, you, and it is, I mean, you'll continue to get those checks as long as they play, right? They don't they? anymore. Now they went, oh, okay. yeah, what they did uh, a couple of years ago, they went 
and uh, had a guy write uh, a bunch of stuff uh, around a single theme. Um, he's, he, there's maybe 10, 10 different versions of the same thing, and they, mm-hmm. they just rotate that in and out. So it's kind of a one-time buyout, so they don't have to. Right. Uh, it's license-free, you know, or you know, they own it. They own the rights to it. So okay, okay. They don't have to deal with the, the BMI ASCAP stuff anymore. Right. But that was cool, let me tell you. I bet. I mean, because that's just another way of uh, leaving a mark. You know, you, I, I will say that you definitely are. You definitely are continuing to leave a mark on this industry. <laughs> <laughs> so Some know. people say it's a stain. Oh, 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 oh I'm going to disagree with those people. I'm going to disagree. I'm going to disagree. <laughs> so, you know, to, to close it out, I just want to say, you know, thank you for being you. And thank you for bringing that positive energy to uh, the ballroom. Everybody knows when Billy Walsh is in the room. So. <laughs> thanks. It's, it's been a great time, man. Thank, thank you. you. Hey, thanks for what you guys are doing here. This is pretty neat. You know, I love listening to the interviews. Yeah. It's a really cool thing, man. Thanks, man. We're having fun doing it. You know, we're just bringing more of the voice of the people who do the work to life. You know, we're a lot of the times behind the scenes. Why not bring us yeah. up front and center? I love it. Yeah, man. Thanks, man. Thank you. Yeah.